0: Gaten has many parts, and yet we are one. And we are continuing a series called Vision 2025. My name is Mike Bailey. I'm the pastor here at Gaten, and i um, just glad that you're here this morning. If you missed any of our messages, you can go to our website, uh, gaten.churchmedia. Uh, we upload those regularly, so you can check those out. And uh, we started out with the idea of gathering large to connect small, that right now we're gathering large, and we're singing these amazing songs to God, and we are inspired and we are challenged and we look at God's word and, and we ask him to speak to us and there's this relationship we want to have with God in our gathers uh, where we are truly worshiping him um, and we're also giving Uh, of our time, our energy, and our resources to worship him at these gathers. And then we want to connect small. We want to build those relationships. Uh, You heard Joe talk about building personal close relationships here at Gaten. We don't want you just to come and watch and check it out. We want you to be a part of us, um, to partner with us and team with us. Last week we talked about being a disciple who makes disciples of all generations. And so it starts with me personally. Um, I need to be a disciple who can make a disciple of all generations. Today, we're looking at culture, because I believe this is the vital aspect. We're going to talk about some more specific things of what this vision is, is entailing. But I think it's interesting that this came up this week. Uh, for many of you, you have tomorrow off. You don't have school. You don't have work, because it is Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and we celebrate the life of a man who made a major difference in our culture And as a speaker, I enjoy watching Martin Luther King Jr. He's an inspirational speaker. He's a powerful speaker. And he's made a difference in our culture. Um, We still see challenges with that. We still have issues with that. But he's made a major difference. And I look at a man like him and I I think about the movements over history. And and I think about my life. And maybe you think about your life sometimes too in this way. What is it all adding up to? What does it really mean? What are we doing? What is the, the time spent on this earth... What am I achieving with that short amount of time that I have? What is my life about? What is my purpose? What is is my direction? And this whole concept of Vision 2025 is that we take what has come before us, those who had a vision to get us here, to get us in this room, to get us this beautiful facility, and we take it to the next level where um, we use it for the glory of God and that every one of us recognizes that we can be unified in this mission And that we can make a difference. But I do believe it's culturally driven. I think it would be very difficult for us as a church to move forward over the next five years and see health and growth if we don't have a healthy culture um, within us. A culture of of encouragement, a culture that is Christ-centered. And so this morning we're going to look at that concept. um, What does a healthy church culture look like? Now for some of you, like me, you grew up in the church and you have some uh, preconceived notions of what church should be like, and there's certain things about church you like, and there's certain things about church you really don't like, um, and you're, you're very, you have a keen eye to these things. Um, if you've been in church for a number of years, you probably have some church hurts where things have happened to you. Maybe you left the church at some point in your life because something happened in the church that hurt you deeply. And so we all gather in this room and, and we come from that place. Maybe you come from a place where you didn't grow up in a church or you grew up in a church that's different um, in many ways than our church. And you have views, and we all have views of what church should look like and what church should be like. And the world has a view, and, and, and people have views of what church is like. And this morning, I really want to ask God what does He want our culture to be like? What is an awesome, amazing church? Value? What, are the, what is its culture? And how can all of us be part of cultivating that and being uh, engaged in that and helping that over the next five years? Just, you know, I think it's good to have those, those points of reference we can say, we really want to work on this. We really want to uh, put our energy into this to see what God can do. And so that's where we're going to go this morning. Before we go there, you had a busy week, you've had stress, you've had drama. You have bills. Um, Maybe some of you are sick. Maybe um, you're hungry right now. I don't know. But we want to come to a place where we can focus our heart, our soul, and our mind on what God has to say to each and every one of us. I believe that he wants to speak to you today. And so I just want to clean my heart, clean everything out, and just say, God, I want to listen to you. So if you just close your eyes... And just take one big deep breath. Lord God, thank you for today. Thank you that uh, we can come here and be at peace with you. And we can hear from you directly. Lord, I ask that um, your will would be done, that you would show us things and teach us things so that uh, our lives can reflect heaven and that your will can lead us and guide us. Lord, we look forward to your kingdom as it approaches. And Lord, right now, all of us have different needs. We need you to come and fill us in different areas. Lord, I ask that you would speak into the exact part of each of our lives that we need nourishment today. Feed us, Lord, so that we can have the energy needed to follow you. Lord, I pray that as we talk about these different things of what a culture and a church should be like, and we think about maybe some of the negatives we've had, some of the bad experiences, some of the hurts that we carry. uh, Lord, I pray that you would give us grace. Help us to be forgiving. Help us to recognize how forgiving and patient you are with us. And Lord, help us to embrace the power of forgiveness, understanding that it brings life, it brings hope. And Lord, I do pray as we talk about things and sometimes those things can um, energize thoughts and and can distract us, I pray that you keep us on track, help us not to be distracted, help us not to be um, missing the things you have for us to learn right now. And Lord, I pray that you would speak to us, that that our spirit would be open, that you would breathe into us and teach us and and encourage us and help us to know how truly real you are and your ways are are right and, and we can trust them and believe in them and follow them. And so, Lord, I ask you to do this great thing. And help us to always consider the fact that this life is but a vapor and our eternity with you is what we live for. And help us to focus on that now as we read your words. I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. This morning we're going to be looking at a few different passages, no singular point um, from from the Bible. uh, Because I believe uh, these different places, God gives us different teachings about what our culture should be like as a church. And so uh, we're going to be looking at this idea of what does Gaten stand for And I tried to take a simple approach um, so that we would have an acrostic. So we're going to look at G-A-Y-T-O-N and we're going to build out of that principles that I believe you can get excited about and that we can agree on. These are the things that make an awesome church. These are the things that make us excited about being part of a church. These are the things that we want to be on mission. We want to be in communion. We want to be in partnership together on. And and I would say this from the very onset. Yes, every one of us in this room are very different. And I think that's the beauty of it and and we come from different backgrounds we have different perspectives, different points of view but the beauty of it is that um God will use all of us for his singular purpose, and it's a powerful thing. And the more you and I buy in and communicate and engage, the greater and more can be done in his name. And so as we look at this, um, that's the goal. The goal is to see where we connect, where we build alliances and, and we work together as we move forward. These are the cultural identities we wanna have. We wanna cultivate this kind of culture so that People on, that, that, that hear about Gaten, people that visit Gaten, if you're a guest this morning, that this becomes our identity. This is, this is what people say about us behind our backs, <laughs> um, hopefully into our faces because it's positive. Uh, because this is the type of thing I think uh, we all want church to be like. And I think it's what God intended church to be like when Jesus started it 2,000 years ago. And so we're going to begin with um, the G And that represents God's word and voice. And we find this in 2 Timothy 3.16. It says this, All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, teaches me things, rebuking, it, it, it shows me where I need to change, correction so that when I'm rebuked I can be corrected, and training in righteousness. Righteousness meaning living life the right way, doing it the way God intends me to do it, the way he created me to live, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And so God is saying, look, the the Bible is here, God's word is here to help me to understand who I am and what I am to do so that I can live the best life I possibly can live, a righteous life. And so we value this as a church. This has got to be the point of reference. This is the thing I look to as the pastor. This is the thing we look to as our leadership and say, when we make decisions, when we do things, this is our a base, this is where we build from God's word. it teaches us, it shows us, it reveals things to us. And so this morning, as we think about a culture where God's word is, is lifted up and then God's voice is lifted up, how does that affect us? How does that impact us? Every time you come on a Sunday morning, you're going to hear messages from God's Word because I don't have very good ideas, but God has the best ideas. And we want to look at those ideas, and we want to, we want to dive into those ideas. And, and I think God's Word, it says it doesn't return void, meaning it can't be voided. It goes to your heart, and it speaks to you regardless of how old you are, regardless of what your story is. It has something to say to you and you can grow in it and you can mature in it. And so we value God's word and we value God's voice. One of the things I've learned as a pastor in my time in ministry and, and how God is, has, has really shown me things through humility breaking me is that prayer is more about listening than talking, Did you know prayer is more about listening if you do the Lord's Prayer? And in March, we're going to dive into prayer and how do we do that and how do we live into that? Prayer is much more about God, what is your will? What is your truth? Help me to hear you. Help me to know you. Help me to learn. Help me to mature. Speak to me directly. These are the two points that we want to build our culture around, that that when you meet in groups and when you talk together and and we have a, a common point of reference, is that God's Word is a top priority and God's voice is a top priority. So when we have to make decisions or we want to deal with issues or challenges that come up within our church, or we're even just talking about our vision for the next five years, we want to live into the value of God's Word, that this is where we find our point of reference. And so I believe a healthy church culture starts with God's word and his voice, that we deepen our commitment to God's word and we deepen our commitment to prayer. And that if I do that and you do that, we will mature and we will be full of life and we'll be so full of life, they'll be overflowing into the community around us and that we will make the impact that we were made to make. So the G is God's word and voice. The A is that this is for all generations. Generations. If you're the youngest person in this room, if you're the oldest person in this room, Gaten exists to encourage you, to help you, to walk alongside you, to to help you find the right people that will encourage you to maturity, to help you to find where God is working in your life. We get this from Ephesians chapter 3, verse 21. He says, to him be glory in the church in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. I do not think Jesus wants a church that's just made up of younger people. I don't believe Jesus wants just a church that's made up of just older people. I think he wants a diversity, especially here at Gaten. He wants us to, to reflect from the nursery all the way up to the person that's in their 90s. Because he has something to say. He has hope. He has purpose. He has value to every generation. And every generation includes every perspective, every nationality, every type of person. When we say gather large, we want every type of person to come in and hear the good news of Christ, the hope that he gives, the hope that that he lays down for us on the cross and brings to us through the resurrection. And so whether you're young or old, we want you to come here and feel valued. And that that part of our culture is that you belong, you have a voice, you're part of the family. um, You are us, regardless of what generation you represent, regardless of where you are in the journey in your life. The thing that would hurt me the most, and I think hurt our leadership the most, if anyone came here to Gaten and felt like because of something about them, their age, where they came from, that they were devalued or unwanted. And so to have a healthy church culture for us to move forward into the next five years. We want to emphasize the importance of every area. And so we want to see growth and health. We want to invest in our nursery. We have an amazing nursery. We have an amazing leader of our nursery area. Um, Hillary Billingsley does an amazing job, but we need more help. We need more, um, we just want to grow that and encourage that and build that up, and, and we want to encourage you to be part of that. And so we need help in the nursery. We need help in kids' ministry. We, we have such great leaders in kids' ministry. Uh, Kim Lee le- leading our kids ministry but she she trains and equips leaders there and we want to increase that every year as we look for the next five years we want to keep doubling and doubling and tripling so that we have a strong and healthy kids ministry so that every kid in this area of every age group will have a place to belong and find their hope and peace in Christ our youth ministry with Giles that we grow this that he has support and, and that he builds leaders up and we increase the leaders so we can increase the amount of people young people we can reach out to that, this grows every year, and that, and that we really, as a church, say this is so important to us. Our culture is supporting these things. Our culture is saying that they matter and they have value. Our young adults, Victoria, took a group to the Passion Conference. How awesome a thing is that, that we continue to reach out to those, our singles, the people that are, that are in our area that are looking for a place to belong and connect. Those that are married, um, building into your marriages. Those uh, who, who are looking for financial help and, and how does God deal with finances. Uh, our singles, um, our senior adults, our empty nesters, all of these groups have value. All of these groups are important, and we need to encourage and support, and and, and we need to continue um, to look at ways that we can build these things up and that you can be a part of this because you're part of the body. You're part of the, the thing that God established here for us to grow and mature and become. And so that leads me to why. We want a culture that values you and your friends and your family and your neighbors and your coworkers. We want a church where you're not afraid to invite someone to this gather that you're excited because you want them to get to know the people here and you want to get them to know Christ and and you want them to get to know hope and peace and and dealing with the messiness of life and and a place they can go where they can feel safe and they can feel encouraged and they can feel supported and they can hear good news and they can hear about the hope that, that Scripture gives to us. And so we are here for you. We value you. Um, Our culture is built around how do we establish these places for you to belong. If you have a glance or if you go to our website, you're going to see this. This gives an outline of how we plan to do this. This is our strategy. We we gather large and and we want to increase and we want to expound and just continue year by year to increase the number of chairs we need in this room, right? Get so large that we need to do multiple services like this. Because the gather is the place um, that we're going to worship God together. And we're going to introduce each other so that we can go to this next level, which is connecting. Because just coming here, you're looking at me, right? And I always think it's weird that you're looking at me. Because I'm like, what are you thinking about me right now? (laughs) But you're looking at me. Everyone in this room, I'm the center of attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? But that's one thing, and it's important for us to have these moments where we gather large, because we want to rally and worship God, and we want to be at a point of, of similar, um, a point of similar uh, perspective but then we want to break into our groups that God has has made us to connect. And and I want you to get to know the person next to you and the person that's on the other side of the room. And and our church's goal, part of this Vision 2025, is that you get to know people, that they become your friends, that they become so much of your friends, that that they're coming to your son's graduation party and they're there at your daughter's wedding and and these friendships cultivate and they grow. And and our culture here is a culture of friendship and fellowship and that we build this into who we are what we do and so we want places to connect and this is a place where you can invite your neighbor you can invite your your cousin you can invite that person that would never come to church for anything but they're looking for community they're looking for somewhere to belong and we want to offer that because we believe that's how we we speak life that's how we grow And then from there, we want to go from rows. Right now, you're looking at me. I want you to look at each other. You get in a row where you're circling around, and I'm talking to you, and you're talking to me. And I'm learning about your son, your daughter, your teacher. Um, I'm learning about your life. I'm learning about some of the challenges in your life. And we're looking at God's word, and we're trying to figure out how does that apply to us, and how do we live into that? And so in these circles, it becomes life-giving, it becomes that I know you, you know me. We're praying for each other. I can't, look, I can't I look forward to seeing you next week. I can't wait to see you next week because we're in that circle together and you've become my friend and I care for you and, and that, that emotion and, and that, that commitment grows every time we meet. Right now, we have a, around 30 different circles that meet regularly that represent a, a little over 250 people. We each year want to grow that We want to grow the number of circles because right now we're limited on on where we can place people because we need to train up new leaders and we need you to consider being a leader so that we can expound and grow and build and have more circles so that your neighbors and your cousins and, and all the people in your life have a place to belong here. And not just a place where they come on Sunday, but a place they do life together in a circle, in a restaurant, in a home where they're investing in each other and they're doing the very same things that Jesus did when he was here and what the church did when it got started, that there were these deep, intimate relationships that you just, you grew into them and they were life-giving and they were worthwhile and they were built on the gospel and they were built on this truth that was a rock that allowed them to be healthy. That's the type of culture we want at Gaten. Over the next five years, we want to keep cultivating that kind of culture, that that we plant new seeds, that it grows up and new things happen and God begins to work. And then finally, we have something we call champions. And this is where you are being mentored and you are mentoring someone else. And that Jesus sat down with John and he sat down with Peter and he had these one-on-one conversations that were so intimate, so deep into their soul. So life transforming that, that here Jesus went ahead of them. He knew, where, he knew where to direct them and they trusted him in that way and they desired to have that relationship. I personally have a mentor that I meet with regularly and I look forward to it because I know that I'm going to learn and grow and mature in all the times that we meet. Our desires at Gaten would be filled with mentor-type relationships that you don't feel like. And this is the challenge, and I know a lot of us feel this way. You feel like you're just giving all the time and you're never receiving. You're pouring out, but nobody's pouring in. You feel empty because you, just, you, you need someone that you can talk to, invest in, grow with. Well, we value that. That's the culture we want to have at Gaten. We want to have a culture where where we have those types of relationships. And it's a common thing that mentors are mentoring. And that you, when asked who's your mentor, you you know this is the person that helps me. This is the person that speaks into my life. This is the person that's gone ahead and, and gives me wisdom. And it's the person that's honest to me and gives me good feedback. And so all of that goes under the you, you, your friends, your family, your neighbors, your coworkers, that this is how we see God moving at Gaten. This is how we see God working in our lives so that we um, can do what he's put us here to do. The next one is T together, John 17. 20 through 21, my prayer is not for them alone. He means the disciples. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, um, through the, the books of the New Testament, of the Gospels, that all of them may be one. How are they to be one? Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. We live in a divided culture. We live in a divided world. The church needs to be a safe place to where we deal with conflict in a healthy way, right? It shouldn't be a place where we talk about each other when we're not around. It should be a place that we go directly to each other because the truth is togetherness and unity doesn't mean there's no conflict. Togetherness and unity doesn't mean there's no challenges. Togetherness and unity doesn't mean that everything is always perfect. What it means is when those things happen, we deal with it in a healthy way, in a healthy relationship where we go to each other and we work it out and we don't involve people until it's necessary to involve other people. A healthy church is built on the principles that God establishes in his word through the book of Matthew that I'm going directly because I love you, I care about you, I think the best of you. Here's a challenge we're having. Let's work it out together. What an awesome place to be part of an organization like a church or your business. What would it be like at school or at your work if people went directly to each other and there was no gossip? How much healthier would it be? What an awesome culture it would be if we if we could cultivate this, that we could grow this, that we could hold each other accountable. That when I have issues and challenges, that I go directly to the person, I go directly to those involved, and I have a desire to get a a healthy outcome, a positive outcome. That's what we want to cultivate. That's what we want to build into this place. We want to be a place that doesn't close our eyes to the fact that there are challenges, but opens our eyes to the right way to deal with challenges. And so for the years to come, we want to continue to cultivate this from leadership areas and training and equipping that we remind each other that our sinful human nature will always lean into the wrong way to deal with conflict. My selfish, prideful desire will always lean into the wrong way to deal with conflict And so I want to trust God that I would be in unity, that we would be in unity as what? As he is unified with his Father. That's what he desires for us. That is what he is looking for in our culture today. And then, oh, our mission. Acts 1.8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth that we're on mission. What is our mission? Our mission is to share with people that they have value, that God created them with purpose, and that, that, that they can have this personal relationship with God through Christ. And if this is the message, we call it the gospel, the good news, that everyone can be right with God, and in being right with God, we can be right with those around us, and that we are to go into our neighborhoods, into our city, into our state, and into our world, and share this with as many people as we possibly can that they would know, and that's our mission, and that's what drives us and defines us. And so next month, we have something called Explore Month. We're gonna tell you all the things we're on mission for here at Gaten and how you can get involved and how you can participate in the mission of what God is doing. And so finally, N, G-A-Y-T-O-N, what does Gaten stand for? What culture do we wanna build? We wanna build a culture that has no limits to our generosity, We want to build a culture that that people who walk down the street, people that go to the Short Pump Town Center, when they hear the word Gaten Church, Gaten Baptist Church, whatever they hear about us, they are a generous church. They are generous in how they give. They are generous in their time. They are generous as people. That church is a generous place. They're generous with a handshake, with a welcoming Remark a kind word that we are known. Our culture is generous. We're generous with our knowledge. We're generous with our resources. We are generous. What an amazing thing in the years to come uh, if that was true that everywhere we went, our church was known as the generous church. What a powerful testimony that would be. That's the desire, that's the goal. That's the plan. 2 Corinthians 9.11 says, you will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion and, and through us your generosity result in thanksgiving towards God. What that is saying, God will supply you with every spiritual need you have and in that you can be generous in every way and in your generosity, the people will see your generosity and they will be thankful to God you exist. They will be thankful to God that Gaten Baptist Church exists because of our generosity, because of the power of what he wants to do through us. And so here it is. God's word and voice is the G. All generations is the A. You, your friends, your faith, your family, your neighbors and coworkers is the Y. Togetherness is the T. Our mission is the O. And no limits to our generosity is the end. This is an us thing. We can talk about it. We can think about it. But what we're really called to is to do it. Will you partner with us? Will you be part of what God started and what his plan is? That we would have a culture focused on him. Welcome to everyone. Building up, maturing so that hope can spread. Would you join us? You're invited. He invites us all. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for being clear in many ways, even though sometimes the clarity is difficult. Lord, this morning we come here and we have different thoughts about life, different thoughts about church, different thoughts about what really matters. And Lord, I just want to ask you to help us to submit those to you. For all of us, every single one of us, just to to submit our will to your will and ask you to lead us. Lord, I thank you for how generous you have been that even in our rebellion, you love us and you pursue us and you um, deeply care about our needs and you want deep relationship with us. Lord, help us to be unified. Help us to follow you. Give us grace for today. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.